Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. I am joined by Nick Biasini once again. Thanks for coming on as always, Nick. Thanks for having me, John. So today, uh, Nick and I are going to be talking about a blog post that uh, he and his outreach colleagues and some other Talos researchers worked on uh, that basically highlighted the fact that attackers are going into uh, collaboration apps like Slack and Discord to spread malware. Uh, and so we're kind of used to seeing, you know, the usual spam phone calls that we're all used to now, and obviously classic email spam is something we're always warning about. Uh, so, you know, what is what are attackers looking for now exactly when it comes to these apps these other apps yeah well you know what we've seen is adversaries are kind of doing the same things that we are in the pandemic and a big part of that is using things like collaboration apps things like discord slack and all the other million that are out there Uh, what we found is they're being abused in a couple varieties of different ways. Uh, One of the most common things that we're seeing is abuse of uh, what would effectively be their content distribution network or CDN, which is basically if you upload a file in Discord and Slack or whatever, you have a URL for that file. That URL can be accessed from anywhere. So what we're seeing is they're uploading these files in these platforms and then dispersing them so they can even we've seen them commonly included in emails but they could come just as easily as an instant message a text message any way that you can receive a link this is another way that they're doing this now what makes this even worse is people are increasingly used to clicking these links right in the last year people have become very used to using discord using slack clicking links and opening attachments that people upload now that that's part of the problem it even goes a step further than that though in that we've seen adversaries series uh, conducting full command and control infrastructure using Discord and Slack as well. So what that means is they're able to actually facilitate communication between the malware author and the actual malware infection and communicate data all using a different platform altogether, which makes it a little more difficult to block, obviously. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I wanted to ask you about one of the things that you just mentioned, which is the uh, kind of inherent trust that exist on these apps. So like, for example, you know, I know personally for me, uh, I'm inherently going to trust a lot of the things that I'm seeing on those apps because I'm in specified rooms with my known friends or work colleagues, you know, like for example, like uh, a server that's specifically dedicated to my Dungeons and Dragons group that I have, like uh, I know all the people who are in there. So is that something that, you know, attackers are also well aware of when they're doing this kind of thing? Yes. And I mean, that's one of the things they're going to try and abuse, right? They're always trying to to get you to trust them. And by using apps that you're accustomed to, you're more likely to trust the content that's coming from it. Uh, And one of the things that I've always said related to this is if you're not used to clicking Discord links, now is probably not the time to start, right? Because there's a lot of malicious activity out there. If you're not familiar with using these things and clicking these links and doing that kind of stuff, it might be a little good time to take a pause on it, specifically around the links. 
and uh, you know the, the specific app. Uh, one of the specific apps we mentioned in the blog post Discord is is really well known for uh, being you know part of video games or tabletop games. I mean, I just use my D and D group as an example, um, and that kind of ties into a, a separate blog blog post that I would encourage everyone to look at on our site about uh, some video game cheats that attackers are also backdooring. Uh, but these apps are kind of being used for way more than that now. Like you mentioned during the pandemic, where people might be increasingly relying on these types of things for work or other sensitive information that go outside of just let's get together and play a video game. Yeah, and that, that's actually kind of an interesting point. It, its use is almost um, goes from both ways, from the adversary's perspective and from the victim perspective. So from a victim perspective, you are more used to using Discord. You're familiar with Discord. And it may be because of your your um, use of gaming and your your gaming that you do. But the, the adversary could be on the exact opposite side of that, where the reason they're using Discord is because they're using it all the time because they're gaming. So you have that aspect as well, their familiarity with the platform as well as yours kind of almost makes this perfect storm for this type of activity. And then, like you mentioned, uh, in some cases, we're seeing them use Discord as the C2. So it makes it harder for us to uh, write detection for this. Like, for example, it's it uh, makes it more difficult to write a snort rule to detect these types of things versus some of the other campaigns we look at. So what kind of detection and prevention advice can we give people? Uh, or does it really just simply come down to uh, you really don't just don't click on those links? So I think there's kind of two answers here. So for, for enterprises, you need to make a decision, is Discord an allowed app in your enterprise? If it's not, then block the domains. Because if you block the domains, then you kind of eliminate that as an issue, right? But people that are generally use Discord can't block these. At that point, you need to start thinking, you know, like you said, is it too good to be true? You got a URL from someone, does it make sense? Why in an email is there a link to a file hosted on Discord is a question you should ask yourself. You know, is there a reason why they're using Discord as the way to serve the file instead of just attaching it? Those types of things are the questions you have to ask yourself. And it goes back to that basic security hygiene. Don't click links you're not aware of. Be skeptical of emails you aren't accepting, that kind of stuff. And this blends over into instant messaging, all of the collaboration apps that we're talking about. If someone randomly messages you and sends you a link, don't click it because it's probably not going to lead anywhere positive. Those are the types of things that you have to kind of keep in mind. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for for joining me as always, Nick. Is there anything else on this topic uh, and this specific blog post that we missed? Anything else you wanted to cover? No, the, the biggest thing is this is just yet another example of how the threat landscape and adversaries are continuing to evolve and change as a reaction to the pandemic. And we're likely to see this type of behavior to continue. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks, Nick. I appreciate your insight as always. And again, if folks want to check this out, they can go to the Talos blog. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talos Takes. Please join us next time where we talk about something else that's top of mind for us. 